0: That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app
2: sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Explore a wide selection of luxury spirits, wine, and champagne at ReserveBar.com. Elevate your gifting this year with rare and exceptional bourbons, tequilas, scotch, wine, champagne. With personalized engraving, exceptional glassware, and more. From wines to whiskeys, there's a bottle for everyone. For a limited time, save $20 on your order of $150 plus with the code IHEART at ReserveBar.com. This is KJ Live yeah! with Chris Johnson and Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Hey, hey. Now here's Chris Johnson.
4: You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is the head coach of King Drew Boys Varsity Basketball. They were CIF. City Open Division finalist last year took a tough one in to Fairfax, almost won a championship. We got Lloyd Webster in the building.
5: Coach, what's good with you, man? All is well, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. Been a long time coming, man. You know, being on here with a LA City legend, man. Somebody that I have a great deal of respect for and look up to. So, and I'm just I'm extremely humble today. Well man,
4: I, I appreciate you, brother, for making the time, bro. I, I've been watching you. Well, we 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 reconnected uh several years ago. I don't know if you remember, man, university high school. Uh I think it was might have been a uh, you know, hoop uh master situation up there. I don't I don't know what it was, but we had reconnected it. I think my son was like a sophomore or junior in high school, but uh it, it was fun to reconnect with you. I was kind of there uh before you had got. The King, Drew, job, man. I was always interested because you—you you always were a basketball dude, man. Your knowledge of the game, your command of the game, and just you knew all. I mean, everything we was talking about, man. You knew about everything that I that I knew about. I was wondering, man, just talk a little bit about your background, your beginnings. You know, the foundation of Lloyd Webster uh, in this in this hoop game.
5: Yeah, man. You know, I started out like most guys, playing at the playing at the park. You know, and a lot of older guys be like, man, you don't mind banging, you know, down there, down low, and you, you know, you sacrifice your body a lot. You know, you might, you know, try to go play a little higher level, man, try out for the squad or something. Yeah. At the time, man, I was living in Compton. Okay. And my grandmother lived in Rancho Dominguez. But back back then, you know, there was a lot of in, invisible lines that would keep you going to a particular school. So where she okay. lived at, when my mom ended up moving to, that school was banning, so we can only go to banning. But my mom at the time was working for the district, so she ended up getting me a permit to attend Carson High School. Okay. So okay. that was when my boys in middle school would, you know, they would be like, hey, man, the B's and C's are trying out. You know, let's go see if we can get on the B's and C squad and, you know, and we can make that. You know we can get on the our, you know, because we was hearing all of this stuff about – Dudes and Carson. I think at the time they had like Rudy Washington. Oh, wow. Kyrie Stanley. You know, guys oh. <laughs> up there. So, you know, we'd be hearing about it like, man, you know, 6'11. Yeah. I think by back then I was probably like 5'10. I wasn't, <laughs> I was nowhere near six feet yet. So I'm yeah. like, man, you know, this dude's a giant. Yeah.
4: I'll,
5: let me make sure I, I'm, I'm ready for that. You yeah. know, you know, and you know how it is in there, but guys are going to pump you up. Yeah. They're going to make you think you're the next Jordan. And you're like, man, you know. So, Tried out with the Bs and Cs as an eighth grader. And Coach was like, man, you don't need to be here. You guys need to try out with the JV at varsity. Ended up doing that. uh, That was like, you know, in the early 90s, 92, 93. Wow. And um, made the JV squad. And, yeah, that was my first beginning of playing hoop, you know, at at Carson. And then, you know, got in some trouble with Carson. um, Had to, you know, got an OT out. Finished up at Narbonne. Okay. Recruited to go to Dominguez Hills by Coach Yanai.
4: Dave Yanai. Um,
5: getting, you know what, I was not a classroom guy, so I did not have grades. One of the reasons why I had to leave Carson, because all I did was play and ditch. I mean, what what's what going on? But why? I want to know why. What was no, so annoying, bro? There was about. Five or five thousand students in Carson, and I mean, like, Carson was like a mini ball in hills, man. Or, you know, <laughs> you know, like, man, you know, the influx of of, of yeah. young ladies over there in that area. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, man, some of the finest of dimes, man, coming through there. So, yeah, you
4: know,
5: and and let me, you know, this very easily influenced at Carson at that particular time. You know, there was a lot going on, the football was. Bl- blowing up oh yeah that's you know, right they won it in 94 mm-hmm. that was actually when I had to transfer out so you know I I played my my season my JV season there and ended up finishing out play oflo and uh, norbin after my transfer so but still would still play you know Chris song Dorsey you know, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. You know, still did all of those things and you know there was so much talent back then man basketball was so different I tell the kids all the time You had 6'10 centers in high school when I played. Yeah. I mean, you had real true position players. The city was kind of like how everybody glorifies the southern section. That was city basketball. Like Everybody had a future pro. Everybody had a future All-American. It was stacked. Yeah, it it was stacked. It was loaded. Yeah, And so, you know, I think, like, at the time, I didn't really recognize the accomplishments that I had made to even just be a recruit in the area. I kind of downplayed that. Like, I wasn't D1, man. I was nothing. You know what I mean? So I kind of just, you know, I I took it for granted. And I went the JUCO route, you know, played a couple years at JUCO Harbor, West LA. Okay. Okay. And then, and then, you know, when I was done playing JUCO, um, a referee at the time my mom was dating was like, hey, man, you know, if you, if you don't love a sport like that anymore, you don't have anything to get to it, just stop playing. Yeah. And that kind of got me to thinking: like, do I really love this game the way I, you know, think I do, or do I just really do it because you know it's fun and you well, know I can which like, you know, Which
4: one was it though? Did you did you love the game? I mean, because obviously you love the game because you, you're 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 a coach. Right. So did you you just didn't like the Was it the process of being a player, the commitment, the expectations? Talk to me.
5: Yeah, I think that as a young man, you know, if I could look back you know, and, and, and really reflect. I didn't have the guidance that a lot of guys had. They had that father figure that reminded them that all opportunities you have to take advantage of. And for me, I was always one of those guys like, because of that whole pressure that you get as a young black male in the inner city community, you kind of get that pressure like, you gotta be top or nothing. You don't get the opportunity to be second place. So you know D two N A I A opportunities like that, they didn't really like nobody really cared about. I had buddies walking away from those all the time and choosing other avenues.
4: That's that's wild because you would think that somebody that's coming out the hood that people would big up the fact that he's continuing his education that he's going to college. Never mind you, if it's a D two N I A or JUCO, why do you think that mentality was so prevalent in your in your neighborhood?
5: You know. When I think about it, I think a lot of it had to do with the, the, the pressure of the community because, you know, the pressure of the community is always, you know, if you don't, if you don't make it to the top level mm. athlete, then you kind of failed. Mm. You know, you, didn't, you kind of let the neighborhood down, you let yourself down, you let your family down because there's so many people that are investing in you and with that pressure comes the pressure to perform. And a lot of times, it was the times when you didn't perform to your best that you started to be believe, like, well, that, that's what D2 is, if that makes sense. Like, when you didn't, when you weren't on the level of someone who was going to be the one that was going to go, that was when you was kind of looked at as, you know, you you the failure in the area. Like, you was used as the person that people were saying, oh, you remember so-and-so, man, they underachieved. They didn't get it done. There was a lot of guys in the community like that. Yeah. You know, they had the potential to be something great, but instead kind of kind of got, you know, second or third place, and they eventually got subbed out because they just didn't want to keep going because they couldn't handle, you know, all of the scrutiny that was around. You know, you go to the local barbershop. Yeah. Oh, what you doing now? Uh oh, man, I'm going up here. Oh, man you, man, you were supposed to be doing this. Man, why you not doing that? So... That's what led me to the coaching. What ended up happening was, and it's a crazy little, you know, life's a trip, man. You know, it's just a crazy um, twist to how things came about the coaching. But Ma um, was seeing a uh, date in the ref at the time. I was kind of figuring out I was going to transfer, played the little Juco, did the little Juco thing. Um, and I ended up transferring to Long Beach State. Who was the coach? At the time, it was – uh. It was right at the – so Morgan, Coach Morgan. Oh, uh, oh from coach
4: Syracuse? Coach no. Morgan from Syracuse, yeah, Coach you-
5: Bargan. Coach Bargan was the assistant coach. Um, there was I, – I, and I know the other two because well, – I'm going to tell you what ended up happening was I transferred there and a buddy of mine said you need to become a P – you know, a kinesiology major, which is like an exercise science major. So yeah. Very yeah. hard major. Yeah,
2: for okay? sure. You so, can do a lot
4: with
5: it. Right. So I'm taking these classes. Um, everything's going great. Uh, and I would notice that a lot of times the guys were practicing the gold mine and i would come by boxing, man. I started hopping in the pickup with him. man, hooping. Mm-hmm. And the guys was like, man, oh man, you can hoop. And I made a lot of friends there. And through those friends, those friends led to networking in Long Beach Unified and places like that. So my first, uh, stop was at Mayfair high school. So I started at Mayfair. With, with the, were the children's brothers there? You know, w- I want to say one was and one wasn't. Okay, I think one had graduated. Okay. okay. And I started out there on Frost Soft, and that was when my, the, my mom's reference said, hey, there's an opportunity for you at L.A. Marshall. So when I went to L.A. Marshall, at the time, it was a, it was a coach there. His name was Rod Tangi. Hmm. So Brad Tanji was the head coach at Gardena when we played. He was actually the, the, the Asian guy that was at Gardena when we played, and he actually was assistant coach for Coach and I at the Needs Hills. Okay. So when I shared the story, he says, Oh, okay, I remember Coach and I recruited you in high school. Mm. So we had a little connection there. Yes. So I was with him for about four years in the Northern League, which yes. is like Franklin, Marshall, Lincoln. Wilson, Eagle Rock. Oh yeah, you know, oh, that yeah. side of town. I'm familiar. So, so you you understand where I was at. So I, I I got a lot of my you know coaching fundamentals and background from Coach Coach Tenzi, who's still on my staff. So
4: so, the, so you're come from that Dave and I tree essentially. I come
5: from that tree.
4: Yeah, so that I, tree. I stand
5: yeah. from that tree. Yeah. Um, you know, and Coach and I is very much connected in that community where I coach yeah you know being at Fremont um during that time, and then of course guys have had a lot of offsprings, you know nephews and cousins, and they're all connected uh yeah, to coach. yeah. and uh, he's actually come in a few times and actually assisted with the program has laid you know some foundation and has helped us out um you know, just uh mentoring the guys, yeah, so he's come in several times and mentored our guys and uh the likes of Fidelis Okirake, who's at Northridge now. Oh, nice. Uh, Koshi Akamatsu, who's at Santa Clara. Oh, wow. Caleb LeCount, who's at Eastern Carolina. Wow. Uh, we got Ethelberta Berdanum, who's at uh, Talladega is in Alabama It's a top NAI NAI school in the country.
4: I know exactly who Ethelbert is because yeah. he play he played in uh, the real run this summer. Yes. And, and I was and I was actually I, I did a couple of games on the mic over there and I and I remember that
5: name. So I saw Ethelbert get down a little bit. I was wondering where he came from. So if you remember Ethelbert, he's the one that 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 uh hit the buzzer beater uh for the championship in 2018 when we won that uh, oh van, van Nuys? Against Van Nuys, yeah. Wow, wow. That was the one that hit the hit – the, he's, the, he's the all-time hero. That's right. You know, no matter That's where right. – when he shows up to King Drew, you know, you know, whenever I'm – you know, Yeah, legendary, man, and uh, one okay. of the most exciting games I ever coached in my career.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-withamex. Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
4: Webb, let me ask you this. All this experience and mentoring, we, you hear about it a lot. You hear about coaches that are, you know, come from or stem from a certain tree. Just talk a little bit with more specifics about the influence that um, Yanai and the coach you worked with at Gardena had on you as far as fo- your basketball philosophy, game planning, program building, or, or any, any of those type of basketball related items.
5: I think the thing that I liked about um, the way that they kind of taught our, me coming under them and their umbrella was the fact that they spent a lot of time, um character assessing the, the, the kids.
3: Mm-hmm. They were
5: big on kids that played basketball outside of, you know... Practice. But we do, right. The rap is what they call it. Yeah. You know, the first thing they say about a kid When they assess him, is oh he's not a rat Mm -hmm. because when you're a rat, you find ways to win games. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, you out hustle
5: (laughs) a guy, you out muscle a guy, you out you you play with a guy's head. You know, you understand that talking is a part of the game, so you talking to the guy all the time, and the guy's not used to it because he's never seen a player like that. That's a rat. (laughs) Just around the game, you it's kind of like being a street guy. You can't take a guy you know, some guy in the area where there's no crime and take him to an area where there's crime, he's going to fold. Mm. He's not going to be able to understand what's going on. So it's kind of similar to like taking a guy that's a rat and then introducing him to a guy that has no experience. You know, mm. there's just no substitute for a guy that's a rat. And it helped them with their teaching because a guy that's a rat, he gets it right away. Oh, same on ball line? Oh, you just show me something. Now I'm going to get all these steals. A rat's going to... You know, a guy that knows the game and can dissect the game, he's going to understand that right away because he has a feel. You know, this have a great feel. Um, I think that that's where Coach Nye's success came when he was at the Minions Hills for all those years. Um, yeah. And even with Coach uh, Tang, we've had our success because he was also able to recognize um, a, a kid that actually had it. Yeah, You know, you either have it or you don't, and that's the problem with sports. You know, a lot of times we can see something – we could say, "Wow, you know that kid could be something, but w- w- how many times have that that have we seen a guy like that, he's been, he's guy like
4: that? well well, a lot of times you know these kids you see a kid, you see something in the kid, but he doesn't see it in himself, so he doesn't necessarily believe in it, but you see it, we see it, we're basketball people, and then he doesn't have the as you mentioned earlier, sometimes that guidance, man, the guidance, that voice in his ear to to kind of keep him on the right path a lot of times dudes lose motivation because they don't have that you know bundini brown if you will you know muhammad ali's hype man you know you always need that hype guy that that makes you believe believe in yourself believe in your game man it sounds like you know people in the neighborhood that you grew up in they it was a double-edged sword so you know why when the going was good they make you feel great (laughs) but when the going gets tough a little bit they're gonna be your biggest detractors and that's okay I feel like, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong here. Did that type of surrounding and atmosphere, man, did that make you stronger in a sense that you you felt you feel like you could pretty much take
5: anything or deal with anything? Yeah, you know what, it, it did because at some point you have to realize that you can't let people control you. Mm. You know? you know they can't rent space in your head. You know, and that's exactly what was happening at that time. And like I said, a lot of that happened because. Um, lack of a father figure you know I didn't have a male you know of course my mother would tell me oh you know but when you listen to your mom you know you're you're saying mom you don't really understand because these dudes really coming hard you know you know she understood but you know a lot of times what we think when we're young is I'm the one doing this I'm the one running these laps and running these 17s and playing these games where I am relied on to get 20 and 30 and you know what I mean, and and you know get this look and this opportunity. Because I remember I ended up going to Superstars Camp as You're a barber. A, yeah, as a junior going to be a senior, and you know that was where everybody was at. You know, and and that's where you start to realize, you know what? Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was.
4: Facts. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, uh, it's a trip. It's a trip when you go and see all how many d- ball players are really out there, like and I it's. Know. And it's dudes that be good, that you never heard of. They be good. They tall. He's like, God dang, who is this? You know, this crazy shoot, good shoot. I remember I went to Superstars Camp, man. It was this dude named Sean Pennington from Hayward, California, bro. He looked like LJ, Larry Johnson. Bro, he was out here windmilling. He had the the S curl like Tommy Davis back in the day. He had the nice Uh, S curl. This dude was up in here windmilling. I mean, absolutely turned it out. But it opens your eyes and lets you know. It, It gives you a good gauge on where you stand and for me i know i when i got back to the crib man i was running hills i was doing all kind of stuff working out on the track i was extra motivated because of that experience
5: right right and i and i think that that did that for me but it also brought a reality that you know maybe i need to be more realistic about my basketball journey
7: Mm.
5: where i'm at that's a tough
4: that's a tough that's a tough realization
5: yeah and that was that was that was kind of an eye opener. I think that what I tell the kids now that they have that we didn't have is that opportunity only came once. Mm. You know, now every year you look forward to AAU season, where you have this four, five, six month. Just you see everybody if you want to see them. Yeah. You have the choice. Yeah, you, do you do just it. that was a, a, you know what we call that? It was a suicide mission. Yeah. <laughs> you was going there one way, and you was gonna come back another way. Meaning, you yeah. was either gonna go there and be that be him, or you was gonna come back and be a fan, like because <laughs> you know my boy who passed away, and he was solid in high school, Jason Hodges. You know, I you know it was a buddy of mine with the Pedro, uh-huh. right after Raymond Tut. Came, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, uh, his roommate at camp was uh, Jason Terry. Jt. Jt. And that was when I started to say. Dang, is that if that's what high major is? I need to go work my ass off. Yeah. I got a lot of work to do. And JT ended up doing some great things, as we all we both know. Yeah, uh, and
4: uh, yeah, a- man. A- after LA Marshall, where did you uh, move on to, or what was your next stop in your coach- coaching journey?
5: Man, great question. Um, after Marshall, I ended up getting a teaching job. So at the time, man, it was so crazy. Cause it was kind of like when that, you know, it was like that stage where that was when they just started to just drag teachers, you know, you know, especially in LA Unified. Oh, you know, (laughs) a lot of underachieving students. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. Test scores and you know, they were making teachers take two years extra bits. uh, And I think they still do that, but it was just a lot of crazy things going on and there were not a lot of jobs. Mm. So, you know, when there's not a lot of jobs, where do you go to the roughest area? Yeah. I went right over there to uh San Pedro and Imperial and uh I uh put my re- t- turned my resume in at Gompers and uh got a job there in uh oh six oh seven and uh when I got the job there I subbed the year before. So I subbed before I actually um got the job. There's a guy there by the name of uh Mr. Curry. He's a legendary guy, KC. That's what everybody called him. And he used to coach at Verb and he knew DA. D- DA. DA knows Coach very well. And he had little connections, and he told me that he had an opportunity for us at Hollywood High School. So we ended up, I ended up coaching a year at Hollywood. Wow. While I'm coaching at Hollywood, at the time they had a tournament at Washington. They used to have uh, Coach Jay used to put it on. And Locke was there. So Locke seen me, and somebody kind of introduced me to the coach at the time, his name was Stephen Minix. And he said, man, you, you, the teacher that I've heard, heard about the teachers that gobs the coaches. He's like, man, I'm ready to resign here and they're going to make me the AD over green dot. Cause at the time Locke was turning into green dot and going away from the district. Okay. They were turning the charter. I didn't
4: know that He's Like,
5: they're going to make me AD over these charter schools. And I'm going to need somebody to replace me. He's like, hop on with me for a year and then I'm going to you know, give you, you know, hand you the job. So I coached with him after Hollywood from 08 to 09. Okay. And then I was at Hollywood from, I mean, I was at Lock from that time, 08, 09, all the way to 2014, where I resigned. And uh, that was when I had Davion Draper at uh, Lock, who ended up playing at FIU and Antelope mm-hmm. Valley. He was a big-time star, man, Six seven PG. Oh, really? I was recruited by SC, Cal, Washington State, Oregon State came in my practice. Man, I, it was crazy Bring having those coaches. Ben Johnson, who was assistant at Washington State at the time, he came down to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man, Draper was big-time. Draper actually plays in uh, Brazil now. Uh, he's been a pro there now for about six, seven
4: years.
5: Oh, that's dope. So he's he's doing great. So that was like my first star player in the Coliseum League. Uh, it was I had Draper there, who ended up. I had Michael Shavers, who ended up playing at uh, Eastern Illinois. And then what, up- when when look when you talk
4: like to to have players, I want people, in my audience, to understand this and understand where Locke is, understand where Gompers is, understand just kind of. The type of guys we're talking about. It's on the east side of, uh, of Los Angeles. Right. So it's, it's in probably one of the most destitute areas of the city. It's a school that is under resourced, underserved, obviously. And you and you took a job at a school without a lot of resources. How difficult was that to coach, to develop players and to build a winner in a situation like that?
5: It brings me. It brings. It brings you back to what we talked about in the beginning. You know, it's like I really discovered how I really love the game, and therefore it gave me this certain love for those kids because I just wanted to see them succeed. So it kind of like I just became. They became like my offspring in a sense. because yeah. I just wanted to see them be successful, and I seen the potential, and I told them, "Hey, if you if we follow this blueprint, we're gonna have a lot of success." And you're going to have a lot of success because guess what? People on this side of town, they're not supposed to get out. And those kids took that conversation and it motivated them and they just took it and ran with it. You know, Don Weppo had a son who played at Dorsey. And I had a kid on the team in uh, 2010, 2011. His name was uh, 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 Edward Talbert. And he had never ducked in a game. And uh, Don's son was big time. He ended up playing in Lamar. And man, this kid picks up a loose ball, goes down the floor. And Don's son jumped, and he jumped, and he dunked on his son. Mm. And they came over to me after the game and said, who is that kid? And I said, that's Edward. They're like, man, Webb, what are you doing over here? And that was, you know, and that was just simple, just – let's get in the weight room, let's work, let's work, let's work, because we're going to have to outwork people. And I think that the kids had that David and Goliath approach. Like what people don't understand about David and the story of David is that before he even fought Goliath, he had already killed the lion and the bear. So killing Goliath with the slingshot was nothing. He had already killed two other beasts with, you know, with the slingshot. So I'm really big on mental you know, the mental aspect of life. Nobody can attack your peace unless you let them. And Mm. teaching those kids that everything's starting in their mind and they got to play with their heart, that's just what I preach. I don't care about who we have to go take down or who we have to play. I think that if you can teach kids that they have to be, have a mental approach and play with their heart, man, if you don't have those type of guys, then – you know, it's hard to coach. Well, you're,
4: you're developing men. So you're, you're, you're giving right. them some skills, tools that they can use for the rest of their life. So it's not just about this game or this sport. What you're teaching them is heart. When the time when times are tough, the tough get going. And that is, it sounds like a cliche, but that's just the reality of, of the people that make it and the people that don't. Right. It's, it's either you do or you don't. So either, like you say, like people, you know, you, someone's going to control your thinking or control your circumstances, tell you what you're going to be or you're going to be who you want to be. Right. And, that's, and that's just the bottom line with, with, with it all. Man, when you, at Locke, when you guys had that success and you started getting players, were, were there thoughts at any point in that journey at Locke where you were like, man, I need to move on to something bigger? My talents will be uh, are ready to sort of graduate onto something else. Was there a time with that? Or or would you have been content of staying at lock 20-something years?
5: You know, man, that's a great question because basketball, when it comes down to coaching, is so political. Um, because for me it's hard because I'm a teacher. So I've got I've invested so much time in the LA Unified. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kinda on the fence at times because I'm like, if I leave this community, then I gotta deal with starting all over with tenure. And what if I don't what if they don't like me there? And That's now, a great point. now, That's now a great I get point. fired. And now I'm on a scrambling and I left 15 years of service behind. So yeah, at at the time then I would think that a lot. But I but the problem was that when I say lot, the first thing people think of was oh, well, you were with the bad kids, or you were kids that don't listen. How would you work with these great kids? You probably would be too tough on them, too Mm. stern. You know, they looked at me more as a villain instead of an asset. So I, I interviewed for several jobs, but when I would mention where I was coming from, they kind of would kind of turn a deaf ear to it because they thought that I worked with gang members, guys that, you know, even when I would mention to them players, they were missing to me like, "Oh, Coach, we heard about that player. We heard he had, you know, some behavioral problems. Or so we heard about the time when you guys had the the Royal Rumble with Crenshaw." Because we, while I was there in my chair, we had a coach, clear was ball. Coach Waters. Coach Waters, the head coach. I <laughs> yeah, remember
4: coach the Waters.
5: video. I remember the video. Somebody had the video on top. Yeah, yeah, we had the Royal Rumble with with. <laughs> We had that the World Rumble with Crenshaw. That was legendary. <laughs> that was legendary, dog. So I had a lot of things going, you know. But So my reputation was out there as the, yeah. you know, because the other day somebody mentioned that because we had a little thing going on at Westminster where one of the King Drew kids tried to get huffy, and I didn't move. And they said, oh, man, that ain't the, that ain't the web. That ain't the lock web. He, he would have been clearing the floor out, you know, running all over the place. But those days have passed, you know, so going into some of these opportunities that I thought I shouldn't have, should have gotten.
4: Yeah.
5: I I didn't because, you know, I had this reputation of, you know, being kind of like a no nonsense in your face type of guy that would challenge not only um, my players, but even the opponent, you know, when I kind of thought that they were out of line, you know, you could have, you know, you could, you know, you kind of, I would tell them, you know, I had problems with coaches where I would tell them, you know, you kind of created this because you could have kind of let, you know, kind of kind of let up off of, you know, you, you know, you got the kids cheap shotting. You don't think these kids from the East side go cheap You know, you bring that to the, you know, you bring that over there, you go get what you come for. So the dudes got tired and, That was it, you know, so you understand how it goes.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
2: live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-withamex. Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kid's Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and
6: we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
4: <laughs> But Webb, Webb, isn't it a trip, though, that if you take us when we grew up, our era we grew up in, the person you just described, somebody that's in your face, somebody that was passionate about his job, didn't take stuff, you know, that type of, I wouldn't say disciplinarian, but that type of mentor, that was the mentors that I grew up with at Crenshaw, that I was around my entire life with my dad, his friends, people, his, you know, people that, you know, talked to me sternly in my face told me the truth and didn't pull no punches. But it's it's such it's such a trip to see that that type of mentor would be viewed as a villain nowadays or you know in the future. You know, that type of person now, oh your personality it's just too tough, you know, you you don't acquiesce enough. You don't like, you know, fit in with the crew. I mean, it's like, wait a second, hold on, man. Like, do you want a, a what do you want in this position? Do you want somebody that's going to you know, basically be a yes man. Do you want somebody that's going to stand on his own, his own to and believe and stand for something? Uh, so, so anyway,
5: I find that really, I want, I want to talk to you about that because it's kind of off the subject, but I want to give a different assessment of what you're saying. And it's kind of goes to the NBA level. Break it down. Let's talk about it real quick. Cause I think that it even happens. Cause like, sometimes I think in my, you know, with the background that I have and some of the success I've had and being around a lot of uh, good people like you, uh, Eto, uh, Da, mm-hmm. uh, like people that really in this basketball world, you know, they know what's going on. They know what time it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're in the rooms with these people that make some of these decisions to give people opportunities to make, you know, good money. Fact. They go to that guy when things fail. They they search for that guy. You know, you yeah. ever watch those movies where that? Guys retired that used to just kill stuff like a Rambo. Yeah. Over there somewhere in a in a in a cabin and just chilling. Yeah. And when things go bad, uh, call they, his uh, ass. They fine, get him. Similar <laughs> <Them laughs> to kind of like Boston, you know, when Brad Stevens couldn't get things done because them yeah. six foot seven guys yeah. was looking at him like, man, you ain't telling us nothing. you yeah. over there. Yeah. You're gonna control those dudes. Look yeah. what happens. They bring in the guy that can. Six foot seven, six foot—you know, guy that's in your face. Yeah. Then on the backside, he had other issues. That's the thing that I look at. I'm flawed. I come with stuff. Right. And can you accept that when I come through that door? Are you willing to say, "Hey, we we know that you do X, Y, Z, but we're willing to tolerate that if you can get us to this level." I think a lot of times that's where we kind of get that, you know, the the whole down, you know, kind of like, no, don't, we get, we get, as I say, they play us down. Yeah. He's capable, but this is what you have to deal with. Mm. So then you get pushed to the left. Mm. So although I feel like I am able and capable to do some of these high profile jobs, I think that I still have to work on other aspects of my professionalism just to at least be able to tolerate some of the things that come with those jobs. Yeah. There are things that come with those jobs that you have to be able to look at, accept, and then kind of turn your back on, you know, and, and not have kind of like a voice on, you know. And,
4: no, yeah. And that's that's part of it is maturity and the other part of it is figuring out if that's you know what you wanna, you know, be involved with. Like, do I wanna be that guy that spent 20 years here? Turned my head at a bunch of stuff, had to adjust and edit my personality. Pretty much be somebody that I wasn't for 20 years, just so I can hold on to this check, get this little notoriety, have these accolades, get this retirement. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it happens all the time. It's a choice that people make. And you've seen people, OGs, people before us, and they're going to be people after us. And
5: they, everyone has to make that choice. You know what I'm saying, Web? Absolutely. So getting back to what you were talking about mm-hmm. with me being at lock, you know, when I was at lock when I was getting ready to leave is how yeah. I got connected to who you know very much well, one of your guys, one of your dogs that was in the fight back then, DeMarie Jones. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. So you know, yes, I was sir. able to connect DeMarie with, of course, uh how did you get connected to DeMarier? So I, you know, you know another Chris Shaw Kruger, uh who would probably Get getting mad if I mention it, so I'm just going to say his initials on here because he, he doesn't like to let okay. everybody, he doesn't like to take credit for things with DH. Okay. You know, okay. So DH is the one. He's what I call my neighborhood hero. <laughs> Sometimes he finds me this local talent. Okay. to me, So DH brought Damari to me and me and Damari, you know, we established a really good relationship while I was at Locke and, uh, you know, he we ended up being able to bring him over to Narbonne, when I resigned, because although I resigned, I resigned because I had a family matter to happen. My grandparents had passed I'm sorry. two weeks apart, and that was my mom's parents, and she was going through it, and I had to be there for her and right. the family and things like that. So I did want to still be connected coaching, and I wanted to help Damaria out. So yeah. I I went to Narbonne for those three years, and we had some success. We were, yeah. you know, you the son actually came with us. Remember, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah. yeah, I love yeah, that yeah, team. Man, I love
4: that. I know. love that team. Jamal Hicks, DeMario. Yeah, man. Bruh, yeah. Come on, bro. Oh, <laughs> that come team on, was. Man. nice. hey, y'all was beefy. But for those that are familiar with DeMarier, uh DeMaria Jones went to um, Oral Roberts, so he, yeah. went, he went JUCO. But God, that that guy's story is so was so amazing because remember DeMarie had some initial challenges academically, overcame them, became was eligible, was like city player of the year, just came out of nowhere. One year varsity basketball, absolutely turned it out. And then with the Juco route and then, you know, I look then I look up. I swear, man, it was like I hadn't heard what DeMaria was doing for a couple years. And I look up, and he had grabbed 17 rebounds in a battle. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, wait, in
5: a, in a car? They were like, you got four on Roberts. I was like, "Demario, Yeah, man. One of my all-time favorite kids, man. One of my all-time favorite kids. And was a part of uh, some great things that happened there. You yes. know, yes. went on the NCAA run with the team, you know. Yes, sir. first yes, title. Yes, sir. You know, things that will always be there 20 years, 30 years. Forty years, and he got his degree. I mean, he, he got, got his degree, to, and, and and about to get him a out. master's. He about to get a master's in Vegas, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, I mean,
4: come on. It don't get no better than that story. That's a story.
5: I need to get his butt on here because from that's the bottoms gorgeous. of the forties, man, to the to the top of the hill, and, and oh, still and, climbing.
4: And truly, someone that came from from that.
5: Truly. Oh man, straight from that. Man. Straight out the mud, mom. Truly, straight out the mud, dad. Straight out the mud, man. Lost both of them. I lost both of them, but still but still kept it moving. Yeah. Still stood tall, you know, and uh Does it give you a, a special
4: sense of satisfaction when you're able to influence the lives of somebody like a DeMarie or somebody like a Fidelis or or any any of your players? Yeah. Does it
5: really does is that why you do it, Where You know, I do. I, I I do it for that, but I also do it for the satisfaction of knowing that, you know, I've always felt like You earn your stripes here because it's temporary. To get to the next level, which is you know we 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 know having our hell. You know you earn how you live here is how you graduate to the next level, and I just believe in servicing KJ. Yes, sir. That's why it's always love when I see you because you service at a point you service Demaria. You helped out with his recruitment and getting them connected. And I hope I can say this on here. You know, of course, of course, getting him connected to Lab and and and. being, a, being kind of like a vessel for a, a, a underdog, you know, a, a kid that kind of got disservice through this thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you motivate me because if I don't have that connection to you or we don't have that type of love for each other, that never happens. Facts. You see more guys that turn their death ear on those type of situations than guys that are willing to jump in. We talk about that with like guys like Carl Lewis sure. or people turn their back on those potential great, great success stories. Then they, then they gravitate towards it. And that's why I'm still at King Drew. People don't know a lot about King Drew. You know, yeah. I got to say this on the air. The Number one thing is you don't get a recruited King Drew. You get a ninth grader. So the only recruit you can really get is a, a top ninth grader, which is very difficult to get in this era. And
4: why can't you get a recruit into King Drew?
5: Similar to like laces, they go off oh, of this system where, great. if you are not, yeah, if you have, you have to have sibling credit. Um, you have to, you have to be in a cohort as a come into school and leave the school the wow. same. Way you enter, so it's very rare that you can be a tenth grader and enter the cohort because you missed a portion of what they have under their umbrella and their curriculum being a medical magnet. Wow. We don't so the success that we've had, and I'll tell these tell the kids that being able to even get a kid to be a division one player is far very difficult. There's no athletic period there. There's one mm-hmm. gym there. There's not multiple ways to develop, you know, the way I would like to. So so let me ask you this.
4: So it's a uh-huh. medical magnet school. Is the curriculum at King Drew? Is it so the ones of your players, the classes that they are taking, it's pretty difficult. In a sense, because or or how
5: does Absolutely. that work? Absolutely, very rigorous. Uh Damn, most of the students, you know, they're gonna they're gonna definitely be academically inclined, not necessarily athletically inclined. If you can get an uh, athletically and academic student student mm-hmm. in that school, mm-hmm. it's probably a kid that probably wouldn't have went to like Harvard, Westlake, or. Because that's how academically inclined it. It is there. Yeah, you know, like I have a kid there, and I'm not going to say that he's struggling, but I'm going to say he's being challenged. If that makes sense, where you know, where he can go to maybe I'll just say Narbonne and just probably just sit here, and I'll be like, man, what are you doing? You know, you know, there it's kind of like, you know, did you do, you know, as a as opposed to he's not doesn't have enough work. Yes, too much work. Yeah. Uh, he be, if he doesn't stay on top of it, it's going to pile up and it's going to basically overwhelm him. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's difficult. So tell you the story. Fidelis O'Kirake, here's a primary example. Fidelis O'Kirake, when he was a senior Stanford called, he was playing out of his mind. You know, remember how you talked about the two hand volleyball block? Oh,
4: yeah. Remember
5: how you just planned this? He was just playing out of his mind. Then we went on that state run. Well, we ended up dang near coming within one game of going to Sacramento, and then the COVID hit. Right? Yeah. So When that hit, it made him's recruitment blow up because everybody started thinking about the what if. Yeah. You know, what if this? What if that? You know. So, because yeah. uh, they because Reggie wanted to take him on the why not team at the time. Oh. He had called me and said, "Hey, well, but we you know, this thing don't play out. I'm one. I want for Dallas. Yeah. So." Stanford called, and to tell you about the the, how crazy it is, if Fidelis was at Washington, it would went to Stanford because his transcript would have probably been crazy. All A's, maybe a couple B's. King Drew, he had too many C's. He had AP classes, but he had C's. Mm. I was like, man, because we love to touch him, but he got too many C's. The school won't admit it because in order for Stanford to get a scholarship, you have to be admitted into the university. The school, yeah. It's
4: all about yeah. the so,
5: so then guess what? Coach Gibb, you know, his son was at Navy. He called because they were thinking, King Drew, this is a kid that's going to have, uh, you know, immaculate transcript Couldn't touch him. That's how he ended up at Northridge, you know. Uh, and the same thing, you know, we dealt with the, you know, we dealt with that with Cozy a little bit. The academic rigor, you know, and we dealt with that. With, with you, you have to take those type of classes to be I have in the to take them there. It's Dang. crazy like that. The, remember how I was telling you the cohort? Oh, okay. The cohort. So you're you're signing up to take the class. Oh, <laughs> Does that make sense? yo, King Juice, like you know, up. King Juice, is King Juice slapping. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's slapping up there. You you can play around with it. You know you, you 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 give your food because it's kind of like a it's kind of like a public private school cuz you know you got the uniform, you got the nice academic rigor, you know, and it's in, and it's not in the greatest area but the school is safe. They have a no tolerance for everything, you know, drugs, fighting, you know, you do anything you're out of there. There's no oh, you know, we're going to give you another chance. You fight you out. You get caught doing this, y'all so, you know, it's just in that regard, any kid could go there because if you don't follow the guidelines, you know, you're going. So I, I just wanted to make sure that I said that on this, you know, on, on your show, it's just letting people know the success we had has just been, it's been really, really a King Drew kid. It hasn't been, we he went and got this guy and that guy. Yeah. Not 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 that I'm knocking any coach that, has that,
3: you know, amenity to do that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM,
2: the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kids' Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
4: no, we're not. Knock- we're not knocking that, but there's also something special about right. developing a kid from ninth grade on. Yes, spending... Those every day for four years. And then you guys are winning a championship. You guys are, you know, close to winning the city open division championship with kids that are basically homegrown talent, right? That have have been all together. So there's a special sense of satisfaction to that. We don't knock, you know, the guys that go get them dogs. Not at all, man. I I
5: just want to make sure that I, but we big uh,
4: up. But we right. big up the Lloyd Webster's of, of the city, of the state, of the country that are able to do more with less. So I, and that's something that I saw firsthand, Lloyd. So, look, man, when you first got the job at King Drew, was it 2017? Yeah, 2017, 18, 18 season. So that season. So I remember I was doing the uh, the real run uh, fall league uh, with D.A. at Linwood. And I remember, you know, King Drew, I had never heard of the school. I knew you were coaching. So I, I was trying to load you up with matchups. You were bringing through the whole program, varsity, uh, JV, I think, you know, maybe uh, and then freshman. Yeah, you, I did. I, you, had you, yeah, I had the whole pop. Yeah, yeah, you were bringing we the whole We're whip. And I, we are we going three courts. But I what I remember about you and that program, you had already were instilling discipline. You guys were – creating sort of a reputation forming an identity for yourselves, even back then, some of them, you know, you get blown out a lot of the games, but then there's then later, like week three, you guys were starting to get in game stuff was like, you know, that that margin was closing, closing. Then right. you start snapping some foods, You start knocking out, chipping off some foods Like oh, y'all yeah, had some heat
5: over there, though. Hey,
4: I was
3: know, great- I'm
5: not gonna sit here and act like yeah, you know, it was a big, the, Because the second week was a man. Oh, it was some heat over there, man. And it was a great fall. Like, I, no, that was that was man. You you know, and that's why I say you know, a lot of the 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 building of the program came with the, the resources and the and the networking and the good friends and. Yeah, that I've made over the years. I don't think that that, that just success comes with uh, without having people that kind of like appreciate what you do. And they think of you when they want good, sound people to come around it because you know, that's a great venue you guys actually had there. Yeah, and we did. You want people that are going to come in and create a great environment in that venue. You don't want people that are going to come and tear it down.
4: No. And that's what
5: I appreciated about, you know, when you were there and the things that you were doing, and you and D.A. And, and Coach Crow, and that he still does, you know, those environments, man, those make guys. Man. They understand it. And, it and it builds a great reputation that will last a lifetime. And that's why I was so adamant about getting on the show, just because, you know, we have a relationship, man, that stands back beyond DeMaurier, you know, Back Compton Magic, moving Facts. over there with 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 with, young, with, young, with your son. He's done some great things. You know, proud of that young man as well. Appreciate um, you. Has, you know, been on a nice little journey of his. Yes, sir. Appreciate um, you. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, I just, just – just props, man. You know what I mean? Proud of you, man. I'm proud of you,
4: and I appreciate that, uh, Webb, but I'm proud of you, man. Uh, I wanted to – just, t- just talk about the satisfaction, man. Of, and I know it was a little bittersweet be- last year because to get all the way to the mountaintop and then not to, not to achieve the ultimate goal. But you guys did it. You guys had an amazing showing throughout the entire uh, situation. Talk about though, the kids. Caleb LeCount was, was there, uh, was there a disappointment, or was there a sense of satisfaction after losing in the city championship last year?
5: You know, Caleb Campbell is really just a special player. He's like a uh, a once in a lifetime type of player. You know, he came there highly touted. You know, the King drew, and I was just blessed to have him for four years. I just, I just can't say enough about him. You know, yeah. uh, he's not one of those. You know, you know our coaches. They, oh, he's this. I'm not about to say he's he's he does he did everything right. But I talk about what I talk about is like our relationship. Like we had a certain level of understanding, so whatever I needed for him to do, even if it was something that was going to hurt him, he knew that it was mm-hmm. going to be in his best interest, so he mm-hmm. trusted yeah. Those relationships are just so much better than the ones where you have to struggle with somebody because they don't believe what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I think in the end we had that success because I'm one of those type of coaches where you say to me, man, we win the championship. I'm going to say to you, well, let's go do it and I'm going to do everything in my power to put you in position. So Caleb put the work in as a player, and I put the work in as a coach. Mm -hmm. And my job as a coach was to make those other guys believe in his vision. And once they realized, oh, he is the way, this is the way that we need to go. I think that what happens, though, and you know this as a player, You've been in these positions. I just, you know, I've I've watched you, you know, as a player. You know, um, somebody else has to step up. Mm. There's always another long hero. You know, if you talk about the Lakers, you're gonna talk about Shaq and Kobe, but then you're gonna bring up Fisher,
3: you're gonna oh, bring ory. up Corey. You know <laughs> what I'm
5: saying? Like, so I think that that's what happened this season. We just never had another guy that was gonna separate himself from to be the next guy or the guy that was going to, you know, that that guys will remember but you got to remember that kid in the championship. It's just going to always be Caleb McCown and what didn't happen. You know, we had a couple guys step up periodically, but never to the point to where we would have been able to take that championship without Caleb having like 40 or something crazy. And then us having a crazy defensive game. Mm. You know, which we did come back and. But he was capable of the 40 to 50 pieces. definitely game. capable. But, you know, what happened during that game, and I don't remember it, there was a kid, and he's going to be really good. Got about three years. His name was Donald Thompson. Mm. Light skinned kid, hit about two, three threes. Okay. He was in the corner, when and got about, ended up with, he ended up with 20.
4: Damn.
5: It was a portion of the game, he probably hit like two back to back threes, and we cut it to like, probably like about eight. Mm. It was about 4.34 left, and Jacob came down, Caleb's brother, and he tried to go underneath instead of kicking it back out, and that would have put us down five mm. for the one. Because the momentum, you know, basketball has that momentum. They would have went down, and they would have felt that pressure. As they used to say, that booty get tight. It would have <laughs> ended up doing something crazy. <laughs> and we would have went back and cut it to two. And no, once please. you cut it to two, and you got a star like LeCount, oh please, you know what's up. You know that's what we did the whole time. Absolutely, all of those games came down to the fourth quarter. And he just when we took went over. to Palisades. We was down six with about three thirty left. I heard about I, that. Like I said, you know what, man? It's been a great season, man. I love you guys. Regardless, that little dude said, "What we he was." Came out, stole the ball. He went down like he was going to go to the basket. pump back out. Three ball. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Came back down again. <laughs> Deal. Come back down. Another three ball. Tied it up. Now he tied up. That crowd. Crowd is on hush mode. <laughs> what just happened? And, and guess what? Now it's like 2.30 left to go in the game, and it's tied up. So it's like 0-0. Zero, zero. It's on. Here we go. Another steal. Pass oh, the head lay boom, step back for another three, go oh. up five, it's over. He's like, he's running around. <laughs> then we did, you know, we had to go over the town. Oh, they, big AJ Johnson, and, 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 and the big lefty, you know, yeah, yeah, he was cold. And they had the other little, the other little slicer and dicer. Uh huh. I was like, man, you know, let's see what happens. You know, they come out on fire. Twelve 0 run, boom! They pinned, pinned down. AJ, wow! <laughs> they crowd said, "Who's King Drew? Who's King Drew?" Oh. All of a sudden, he start doing through high screen. Boom! <laughs> Next thing, another, Boom! He he start looking at them, talking. Boom! Doing the Kobe. <laughs> Ooh, Next thing I know. <laughs> He cut. next thing y'all know, man, I look up, we up six. Three to go. Then we went up 12. <laughs> so, Ooh. We got crazy. It, they they were so concerned, man, with Caleb at a point. I mean, once we reversed the ball, guys could just walk to the basket. We just mm-hmm. had guys, they, they just got, they had like three guys trying to guard him. He just out there. And then he just, you know, he's a point guard. So he just cut it, cut through the gap and boom, diamond, diamond got cutting them. Yeah, man. So that was the number one seed. See, what I don't think people talk about enough is we took out the number one seed. People mm. will never really understand that, KJ. How
4: difficult that was.
5: Like, we didn't take out. We didn't meet them at, the at, at, at the house. At the house. At their house. At their They house. were the number one seed, and we took them out at their house. That's on a their huge win.
4: That, that's a huge win.
5: In front of the head coach from Cal.
4: That's a huge
5: win. Yeah, he was there. He's like, man, you guys are tough, man. You know, I don't know if you know that guy he used to be at Georgia. Yeah, Mark Mark Fox. There you go. That's his name. That's yeah. it. So yeah,
4: man. So how do you, after last season's sort of just highs, how do you come down to earth and prepare for this season? Life without Mister Lecar, bruh. How do you? Again, get back to where you were last year, win the Coliseum League and then win or at least make a final four for City.
5: Mm-hmm. Man, it's gonna be tough. It was tough last year. It's never easy. You yes. know? It's no easy. It's it's there's no but man, I lay my hat on what Floyd Mayweather and 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 you know and Baltimore Ravens and and all these other top top, you know, teams that live their legacy behind defense. I lay my hat on that. I don't believe that you when it comes down to war, it's them dudes that's willing to get dirty. Mm. It's nothing more dirty than defense, hardcore. You can, you can, you can, you can turn a lot of guys off being physically, defensively. I just old school like that, man. I remember crystal games, man. You know when, when I remember playing, we played the time to play crystal. You know that would be on the schedule. I tell kids back when we played, we only played seventeen games a year. You know, now they get to play twenty-eight. They don't believe that. Like if you told a kid KJ that you only played seventeen games, away, he'd laugh at you. Like how did you get to UCLA playing on the same? That's how we was hooping. That's how we was hooping. We was hooping. That seventeen games was in blood. Like he was doing so. What I remember all the time is how much you hurt after those games because it was physical. Absolutely. And I tell the kids all the time. I said that's what people remember after the fight, the recovery. You don't think about it when you're fighting. It's when you wake up. That's when you say, man, I don't want to fight that dude no more. I hope I'll never see him again. You know what I mean? But you don't think about that when you're fighting. You know what I mean? you just trying to win. It's after you start saying, damn, I got a knot right here. Dang, I got a little knot back here. Yeah, dang, start feeling, arm,
4: Start feeling stuff you didn't know you had.
5: Dang, my arm kind of feel kind of funny, man. Did I swing it the wrong way? You know, so... That's the type of things that I tell the kids. If it hurts, you know you've been effective. Absolutely. If it does not hurt you, then you didn't do anything. You mm. just out there going through the motions. If you don't hurt after a basketball game, KJ, you didn't do nothing. What did you do? Like, if you don't feel no pain, you don't got a scratch, you don't got a little knot, you don't got a little – you didn't really get in the fight. Yeah, you're not doing you know? nothing. You're not yeah. doing nothing. You're not in the and mix. And that's the hardest thing to tell these players now. You want to know the hardest thing it is to tell these guys as a coach? What's that? You can never, ever, ever measure effort. You can't measure it. You can't measure effort because your effort and my effort is different. Mm. Yeah,
4: your idea of effort, yeah.
5: Your your idea, you know what I mean? Like everybody has this perception of I'm going hard. (laughs) You ever play with a dude like that and you're like, oh, you are not going hard.
4: No, you are not going hard, You are not going,
5: you are, hard, you are, not, bro. Going, you are not, you are, bro, you need to stop it. You, you already know, you know, you remember we used to have a dude that used to just hang out right there at the top and just guard the top so he could take off and get I'm <laughs> killing out here. Bro, you ain't doing nothing. All you know, you're doing is standing in front, letting the guy go by. We playing all the D. Yeah. You know, so just saying, I just say that to say, like, kids just believe they play so hard now, man. <laughs> I, I bet you if you talk to some of these guys after these games and you interview them and you say, hey, let me talk to you for man, hard, on a – on a scale of one to ten, how hard do you think you played? I guarantee you they're going to say a ten. <laughs>
3: they're
5: not going to – and if you tell them, well, I'm going to give you a five, man, they're going to say, oh, you crazy, man. You're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. Tell, tell that to, like, Mikey or tell that to these guys that are phenoms. Man, they think you're crazy, you know. And and, and a lot of people will say, man, they, don't, they just don't believe a lot of these guys play hard. You know, they just don't. I don't. I don't really see kids playing as hard as I used to. You know, I used to see kids that really, really played hard. They may not as been a, as talented, but they definitely played the game hard.
4: Yeah, I can agree. These guys nowadays, they they got all the bells and whistles. They got the skill set. They got the between right. the legs, behind the back, step back, triple. But oh, that, uh, but 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 they, you know, do they are they tired? Are they do they have they to come playing? out the do they have to come out the game because they are just going so hard that they just need a blow or are they coming out the game because you know they just chilling i'll tell you what the kid a kid that plays hard uh this kid marcus adams out of norbon
5: i don't know if you oh, see absolutely hey oh, he plays absolutely. hard he plays hard oh, absolutely man, i that that kid plays hard bro hey listen man I'm gonna tell you right now, man. He's dangerous, and I had to call Coach Hill the other day yeah. and uh, say, "Man, you know, Coach Hill, I've been riding and raving about him since the ninth grade, because yeah. you know he had, he had he had left and came back. I saw that. I saw. So it. you know, he'll been telling guys about him. You know, and uh, Da took a liking to him early. You know, because you know they, you know, Hill and Da are pretty close, and he took a liking to him early, saying, you know, I, you know, Coach, I believe. You. And you know the rest is history. So DA gonna laugh, huh? you know. Yeah, DA already knew what time it was. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And you talking about a guy that you know, no nobody has done more in the community than, than DA man. I man, shout out to DA, the Anthony Langston, yeah, yes sir, Anthony Langston, man, big time in the community. Yeah, uh, he love
4: he he does it for the love, man. He he doesn't uh-huh. care
5: he doesn't care about anything but
4: helping. <sighs> I mean he's a he's a great influence. He's somebody that. We all look up to a big OG that does things the right way and keeps it real at the same time. That's what I love about DA. Is yeah. oh, real all the
5: time, man. All the time, man. And, and guess what, man? Hey, a man of his word. Facts. If you not don't 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 go at DA if you're not a man of your word. Yeah, don't. Just yeah. a shout out to you guys out there, man. <laughs> let 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 the O G B if you're not a man of your word. <laughs> let the O G because he be. will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> make sure we we keep that you know yeah that right you know so yeah
4: yeah for sure man protect D A. Well Coach Webb man I appreciate you taking the time today brother uh, to hop on K J live man it's been a true honor blessing to talk to you today bro I love this conversation and uh, I love what you're doing man I love the commitment. That you have to teaching, that you have to the game, and that you have to catch the to helping the next generation of kids, man, it, man, it definitely it definitely resonates, and it, and you, you we can really sense that you, you truly mean every word you say, my brother.
5: Man, I appreciate the kind words, and KJ, man, thanks for having me, man, and you know I already know, man, I'm gonna see you down the line, champ.
4: Yes, sir, I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen,
5: Lloyd Webster. Signing off, man. Much love, peace.
0: You're at a place you just discovered, and being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Oh, okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say, nothing. Because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.